Guys, episode 286 of Top Rope Nation, just about 24 hours after the end of Elimination Chamber. Here to talk about it for the very first time in a long time, all three members of the Top Rope Nation crew here to break down a pay-per-view, a PLE for you. I looked back, first time since SummerSlam, if you can believe it, that all three of us, it's either been like... Me and Justin, me and Kyle brought in Jesse Velasquez at one point for a, for a post show. Uh, but now the three musketeers are back, Kyle Ross, and you have strength, you have said, going into tonight. Are you ready for this? I'm ready now to start the show. Six weeks from now, my turn to be the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna like make me add music good. behind you. No, no, you had some better. You had some better takes on the pre-show. I thought, oh. damn it, you know, I was practicing that Justin during the theme, and I thought it was perfect, and then no, uh, <laughs> one syllable too many on that last line. But I think the people get it. Welcome back, Kyle. Welcome back. Uh, good show last week that you had there with Frank Pettiani. Appreciate Frank stepping in. Justin Joint, we were had it two weeks ago. Saw you earlier today. Played some mm-hmm. arcade games with our kids. How you doing? Not too bad. Still reeling from spending 30 bucks, you know, to play arcade games where my kid just wants to walk away halfway through it. It's like, I don't want to play this anymore. Great. We did find a hit at the end, though. Pac-Man. True. Pac-Man True. Yes. The new version of Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a fun outing. Uh, watched Elimination Chamber. Personally, I wasn't able to watch it live last night, which is why, you know, about 24 hours later here. But I, I did watch the main event late last night and then pieced it together throughout the rest of the day today. And I know for all of us, it was pretty much the same story. But we've had time to, you know, kind of let this marinate in our minds a little bit. Think about our grade. We're going to look at what the Top Rope Nation listeners thought of this one on our poll here in just a second. Justin Joints, A through F, Elimination Chamber. What's your grade? Uh, I will go C+. And that is on the in, on entirety on the back of the main event. Mm, interesting. Preview for what's to come here. At the top of the show, we're going to talk main event. All right. Kyle? This was a better than average WWE premium live events. Uh, so I don't know if it was good though yet. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like C plus to a B. I, I feel that I'm very much alone on an island on this show and that the booking of the main event isn't what bothered me most. I mm-hmm. actually probably liked the matches less than everybody else, but it, I don't know. It felt like a big show and, it was bad. I mean, it meant that there was meaning behind it. There was passion to it. People were talking about it. A lot of these WWE shows, you finish them and you forget about it five minutes later. This wasn't that. So I don't know. I could go B minus, I guess. That's what I, you know, as soon as I said C plus, I was thinking, well, it's, it's so nice having a hot crowd and, and mm-hmm. when it doesn't sound like it's piped in either, but then also, you know, a hot crowd can also trick you into you know, thinking you're watching something, you know, that's yeah. better than it actually is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I was also I was at a B minus coming in. That's what I was going to give it. I think had some things gone differently in the main event, I could have been closer to that B plus, maybe even A minus range uh, under one circumstance, as we'll talk about here. But I mean, overall, there was definitely some negatives, but I thought a lot of positives too throughout the show, or just things I enjoyed watching as a fan, just stepping back and watching it. So we'll get into that here in just a second. Um, before we do housekeeping i'm going to put the names up at the bottom here all of our beautiful patrons all 44 of them scrolling across the bottom of the screen justin and i were talking the other day i don't know if you guys saw this but bret hart opened a bar up in calgary and i know our friend ryan huffman is aware of this and i said justin you know what would be a good goal that we could set for patreon where me and you would have to film a vlog traveling to calgary to go to the hitman's bar a hundred 125 i don't know it'd have to be very high but man i want to get up there it looks really good so join the patreon page get us closer to a goal here you know what's cool as i look through all those great names there and that uh the 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 red scrolling i know how to hit that button now right yes you do (laughs) i've been training you to produce these shows you've done an admirable job you know the first time with liam we had some hiccups we got it working pretty much went off without a hitch with frank last week so you're you're settling into the producer chair i'd love to see it Love to see it. Uh, so, yeah, we will be setting a goal for Patreon here and come up with something. Our last one was 40. That was for me releasing that 20-year-old Bobby Heenan interview I did. Before that, I know we had the goal to get Kyle's unreleased show out there that he wasn't happy with. <laughs> that one hit the airwaves. We got to think of something here for our next goal. But we appreciate everyone who has signed up. We do have an edition of Classics coming at the end of the month on Wrestle War 91. We're actually going to be recording that literally one of the last days of the month. So it'll be coming out. It's a shorter month, but late February here should be a lot of fun. We always love doing the classic shows, talking uh, retro wrestling. So join the Patreon page for bonus content, over 100 bonus shows there. And of course, we stream live here to the SE Scoops YouTube channel. Support them. Go to SEScoops.com for all your wrestling news and results. And uh, Blue Wire, the podcast feed. We've been with Blue Wire now for just over believe it or not three years now so of course shout out to blue wire for pushing the podcast feed appreciate that um you know we were just grading the show let's look at what our listeners gave it so if i share the poll from twitter.com slash top rope nation 45 percent a 41 percent b nine percent c five percent drf so overwhelmingly pretty positive. And we've seen this with the last couple of WWE pay-per-views. And we're all around that B minus range, which is about four and ten of our users are in the B range. So not not a ton of disagreement. I mean, I I couldn't go A on the show, but the B range seems about right for me. Uh, let's hit let's hit the main event right off the top. That's what everyone's talking about. All right. That pulled uh, <laughs> Kyle's not happy. He's not happy. 45% giving it an A. What are we doing? (laughs) Is there no standard anymore? (laughs) Uh, All right. So great crowd. We already said this. Montreal was super hot for the show. They're in the same building that the 97 Survivor Series was in. They mentioned that multiple times throughout the show, of course. And Yeah. yeah, just a molten hot live audience throughout everything. Um, that response Sami Zayn got, you know, going back to SmackDown on Friday, of course, and then here Saturday night at Elimination Chamber was, you don't get that very often. You know, with uh, a storyline you've been building up for a year, and then you get this guy to have the title opportunity 
in his hometown. It just all set up perfectly for this. And we've been talking about, I mean, for months on the show, this was going to be the plan, Sammy and Roman at Illumination Chamber. And everyone's got an opinion on how this one shook out. Um, Justin, I don't I don't think I need to go through the blow by blow right away. I think let's just talk about the finish and then we can talk about some of the high points in the match if we'd like. But uh, your response to how this one turned out and your initial response, at least 24 hours later, Justin. Well, as a parent, I think this is a phrase that I'm going to have to get used to saying. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yes. Um, I, you know, I, I completely understand why they went the route they went. And, you know, honestly, I think I posted on our Facebook group that I have was more excited for this show than I think I have been for any WWE show in like five years. And a big part of that was, I didn't think there was any way they could screw up this main event. You know, they, they have Cody ready there for WrestleMania. Uh, and for me, I, I was hoping that Sami Zayn would get the win they, they had put out some pretty incredible, uh, promo stuff leading up to this event. And especially like, you know, putting his wife out there, which I didn't even know he had a family uh, until like two days ago. Yeah. So I was really hoping they would go with the hot hand. I know that complicates a lot of things, but I, you know, I, I was just getting CM Punk in 2011 vibes from all of this. Um, yeah, the problem is it, 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 it complicates certain things. I, I think with somebody like Sammy, it could have maybe elevated him to a level of like Daniel Bryan, uh, and you know, you know, it's not like it had to have been a long title reign, but gosh, it just feels like it, it feels like a real missed opportunity. Um, ho- hopefully, Cody can stay hot and keep that momentum going. I know Kyle loves talking about momentum, so <laughs> been watching Kyle? the podcast of my shoot job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, no, no. Do you want to go? Because I, I may, I may suck the air out of the room here. Oh boy, I'll go first then. I, <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I agree with, the, I agree with a, a lot of what Justin said. I've said on the show here over the last few weeks that you know, Sammy, it hasn't been about the title. It's more about Jay and the feud with Roman, and he didn't necessarily have to become champion. But man, when you watch these last couple of weeks of TV and you saw the response he got on SmackDown and you're going into the show and you hear that live crowd, it did really feel like, I guess the old saying, lightning in a bottle here. They had it. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is one of those moments you can't get back. And yep. it, I was sold that they should move the title to him once I started the show and like early yesterday. And I wasn't necessarily set on that ahead of time. But as it came closer, I'm like, man, they got to pull the trigger on this. And j- to your point, he, he never shows his family on TV. So that kind of led me to think maybe they are going to. And yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 video of Montreal's history. See, I was horrified was well that he brought done. his family. I was like, my God, what a horrible <laughs> thing are they going to do to this poor woman? Yes. I mean, Roman Reigns had the title for, what, over two years now? You know, that's a thing. But, like, we all expect him to lose, maybe or we've agreed that he probably should lose in the past. We've all kind of been on that train to Cody at WrestleMania. And so if your argument for him to not lose to Sammy here is that, well, he's had the title so long, they can't just do it on a whim like this. Well, if he's losing in six weeks, what's the difference? He's, he's had it for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sure. They can still move it to Cody. 
They could do a triple threat, although I don't think that that's the plan, at least as of right now. Plans can change, brother. But as of right now, it's not the plan. So it just felt to me like if they are planning on the possibility of a title change in six weeks, just do it here. It's one of those. This this company talks about we like to create moments, and this is one of the best moments you could have. I mean, this guy has the most authentic babyface response since Daniel Bryan. And sure. it, it's it's better it than what to, Kofi had. It needs to be pointed out. It's not just the Montreal Montreal crowd no, either. No. He, he was getting great responses everywhere else too. Yeah, he's been he's better ratings draw on TV. Um, it, it's it's everywhere. It's it's not just because of the home crowd, hometown crowd, but then the fact that this match happened to be there, just like Punk in 2011, it was just it was set up perfectly. And if you're not going to do the title change, at least have a more <laughs> thought out or a memorable yeah. finish than what they did. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. I mean, it was pretty flat in the building what they ended up yeah. doing. Uh, but I, I was definitely on the side of just do it, put the title on them. It'll be a great moment in the history of pro wrestling. And uh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we're going to have some banter on this back and forth here in a second. So I'll send it to Kyle here before well, I say anymore. Or Justin, go ahead. I just want to piggyback one more thing before I know Kyle is going to light us all on fire. Um, <laughs> I, I find it a little silly that, you know, we've been talking about this storyline and how it's been one of the greatest storylines in WWE history. You know, a lot of people saying mm-hmm. top five in now the payoff is going to be a tag team match at yeah. WrestleMania in, instead of, you know, the big title win in somebody's hometown. I mean, I don't know. I lost I, opportunity. And, and if the other options, Cody Rhodes, I don't know how you could look at the two guys and say, definitely Cody not Sammy, or maybe Cody won't beat him, which I think if nobody beats him, it's a mistake personally, uh, because in this modern era, there's a couple of problems. I was just thinking about this about an hour or two ago. Mm. Who are you building up to be your next top baby faces, main eventers, because Roman's steamrolled everybody and there's nobody in the waiting here. Now they got two guys. And I think if neither of them beats them, that's a huge error, because if you look at you know, we had the long title reigns in the past. You can't really go back to like the San Martino era and compare, but I'll compare the Hogan era. Who were the guys after Hogan and what were they doing when Hogan had his nearly four year reign? What were those guys doing? They're holding the IC title, right? The undercard titles don't mean shit now. So you can't really build up a main eventer on the undercard scene the way you could with uh, Savage, of course or warrior right after that like it just doesn't mean the same and i feel like you gotta you gotta do something with one of these guys challenging roman reigns it's time and they got two good options here but you're not you're not set that cody is any better than sammy he's he fits the profile better you know like he talks really well to the media he has the look he's got the presentation sure but cody also is he still has that like new car scent right now you know like it hasn't worn out for him because when he came in a year ago he was gone in two months you know and then that helped him here because now he's come back he still feels fresh what happens if he beats roman six months from now i'm not sure that he has that organic crowd momentum to say that word again momentum behind him like Sami Zayn, he definitely doesn't to me a lot of it still feels like because he's fresh he's the AEW guy that came over that's a big part of why he's popular. I do think, as we said, Justin, on our show two weeks ago, 
I think it's going to wear thin on the crowd after he's champion. And then what? Whereas Sami Zayn feels like he has the true momentum of the crowd behind him. Maybe, maybe neither guy will be a great world champion. I don't know. But I yeah. do think you have to try. And if Cody comes up short too, I just, Cody comes up short. I don't know where you go at this point. Like who's the next guy? They're just going to have to start recycling people. And, and some of these people are damaged, damaged goods already. Mm-hmm. Possibly Sammy now too. Yeah, like he could win it down the line, but it won't be the same as him winning it in Montreal with that crowd. It just won't. They had it and, there and, and they punted. And the one other thing I'll say is that, you know, it's been about a two and a half year title run. And for almost two years of it, it was kind of stale. Like it was. Roman Reigns yeah. was doing fantastic work, but the story itself is stale. And, and who spiced it up? Who made it interesting? Who made it must watch television? Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is the one who made it. Yeah. So to Uh keep it on Roman, you know, even past Cody, I think you go back to that stale period again. I don't know that you can kickstart this angle, especially if they're going to do, you know, tag team titles. What did the tag team titles mean in WWE? Yeah, sure. It'll be a nice moment. Two friends getting titles over the Usos, perhaps, but it it just ain't the same, man. So, all right. Jump in here, Kyle. (sighs) Taking a big swig of the beer. He's ready to go. I'm going to preface everything I'm going to say with three things. One, <laughs> go I don't particularly. No, 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 no. That's what he's going to say. No, no, no. Uh, one, I don't particularly like the WWE. Okay. <laughs> Two, Sami Zayn winning Saturday night isn't really going to change number one. And three, I have seen and heard this response before, and it is never the straw that broke the camel's back. Owen Hart once died on a pay-per-view. And this machine kept rolling. I remember in my dorm room, old Tiffin Hall in Athens, Ohio, the real A-Town Austin theory, (laughs) on AOL Instant Messenger with Chad Repack talking the night of Owen's pass. He's like, oh, I give WWE six months, it's dead. Well, in six months, it was a publicly traded company. And here we are. I remember hashtag cancel WWE Network. And three months later, everyone lapped up Mania 31. Could this be the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back? I guess it could. But I Are people that. actually saying that? That this it is going like, to end the WWE? No, no, not like end the WWE, but pe- like in terms of being a mistake, like this mm. horrible mistake that will adversely affect business. And that's how I'm going to mm. look at this. I, I would be surprised if this was a straw that broke the camel's back and that there was some tangible negative effect on business with Zane not going over. We just saw something similar by God with Drew losing over in the United Kingdom. And this summer, WWE's heading back to the United Kingdom. I know it's London, not Scotland. And they're probably going to do big business again. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. These WWE super fans sure are an odd lot, aren't they? Vince McMahon could storm into the crowd with some of these people, shit in their nachos, Fuck their wife and girlfriend right in front of them. <laughs> and these people would say, you know, that was kind of mean, but he is responsible for so many of my childhood memories. And not to mention any names, right? But I mean, there oh, you go. <laughs> but Jeez. so, so I, I like, I just get that. Like I, I've been reading over the last 24 hours and listening to Meltzer, uh, you know, what him and Alvarez had to say. And, 
you know, the, the term missed opportunity and, and was this a mistake? I, I just, those are heavy words for this era of WWE where it just, it seems that the machine always rolls on. Nothing matters. I would love to come up here and be passionate, pounding this bar, saying, fuck this company. They just screwed up so broyly. They are going to rue the day that Sammy, they didn't put the heavyweight title of the world on Sammy Zayn uh, on February 18th in Montreal. But business is going to go on. And I just, I, I honestly, I don't think it matters. Like, I, I can't, like, what's sad here is I can't even drum up the passion to be mad at the WWE anymore. And if we want to transition to the match itself, kind of, and, and where we're at here in the match itself, I'll say this, and I wrote this on the Facebook group, Sammy not going over was not my biggest issue last night. My biggest issue was the match just completely fell apart down the stretch. And that was, yeah. that, that was really disappointing to me. Like, the opening first few minutes of this, when they were just staring at each other, not even doing moves. Mm-hmm. That was as good a WWE television as I've seen in years. And the three of us talk about it. We're different than others in that when we, well, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think you guys are the same way. That when it comes to evaluating a match, it's not just bell to bell. It's what you do before. And all these guys that, all the work these guys had done before, you had seen the fruits of their labor in those first four minutes. I was like, fuck yeah, man, they might beyond to something here whether sammy wins or not mm-hmm. just tell a good story but dude the interference in this match and the lore and the the dialogue just took me out of it like you know i don't want to steal your thunder but like right like go through the match. we can just get to this right like people mm-hmm. saw the fucking match like once they started interfering and jimmy uso did came down he did all that stuff right mm-hmm. with the, at, when the ref was bumped forever a second ref, kick, splash, yeah. yeah. A second ref just runs right in. Mm-hmm. He had to have seen all the interference, and he just counts. That was my first thought: is like, why didn't he ban that. him from ringside? Shouldn't he get in the ring and be like, "You gotta get out of here, get out of here," or something? That immediately just yeah. counts. What the hell? It, that was phonier than sin. And then the original mm-hmm. ref gets like magically revived after a ridiculously long bump to count the fall <laughs> and. And he I, jumped, he like jumped in, he like lunged in there really fast too. If you go back and watch, he didn't even like crawl it. He was like, oh, superhuman. He's in there. One, two, three. What the hell? Think be of uh, Triple H Undertaker from Mania 17. Gee, who's putting this thing together now? This match last night. Yeah. You guessed it, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> so, like, to me, like yeah. you, you touched on something, Ryan, in your opening salvo that I think we need to hit on, and I'd like to throw this back around the horn. I have a lot of angles I'm going to attack this match from, but to me, I I don't think it was necessarily why I, I was disappointed with this. That it wasn't that Sammy didn't win; it was that like the finish sucked, like really bad. Like mm-hmm. Jay Uso should have turned if Jay Uso would have turned. I, you know, like people were like really up for when he showed up. If yeah. he would have cracked Sammy with the chair, I think it would have been the right kind of heat. People like, oh, that son of a bitch. And then mm-hmm. people would have been into this tag title match that you're uh, poo-pooing a little bit. But like, instead, it was like he just walked away and then Roman just beat Sammy's ass and pinned him. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? <laughs> 
it seems and, and like where was where was Kevin Owens that entire time? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. So like, yeah, it seems they're getting too cute with this, you know, like, OK, so mm-hmm. this is going to be the out for Jay Uso to that. Like now he was still kind of standing up for Sammy, but then Sammy took him out inadvertently. So now it's acceptable for him to wrestle him at WrestleMania or something. I don't know if that's kind of the angle they will go for. But like if if the end goal is he's going to wrestle against Sammy anyways and be pissed at him now. He should have just, like you said, hit her with the chair and just got there earlier to create more heat in the building to build up for Owens coming out for the save. Those guys hugging in the ring and standing tall, even after Sammy doesn't capture the world title, at least you get that big pop and that moment for the crowd. Instead, they're all just stunned. And that's the end of the show. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You guys have been watching wrestling for a minute or two. You don't want the heel to be justified. Right. To be healed. Like, yes. like now it's kind of like yeah. Jay's like, yeah, man, like I was going to help you, but then you speared me. Now I don't like you anymore. No, he should be a fucking asshole and say, guess what? You dumb son of a bitch, Sammy Zane. <laughs> like I would ever betray my cousin. So I'm going to hit you with a fucking chair and I'm going to cost you the world title because I'm a no good, you know, son of a bitch. It also makes him look like an idiot because it's like, oh, you can't watch the footage to see he didn't mean to hit you. <laughs> that is <laughs> And also, and Kevin Owens looks like an idiot too. And Sammy for an idiot for taking him back as, you know, we're going to reunite this friendship. Like, dude, you sat there in the back while these guys beat the shit out of me. This Jimmy Uso came out and worked me over with all these super kicks and the splash. And then Roman beat the hell out of me with the chair and with Jay Uso coming down there. And you just stood there and did jack shit. And then after I finally didn't win the world title, now you decide, okay, now we'll come out. What a friend. What a guy. Yeah, yeah I, I I thought yeah, to me that was the big story of last night is how they they started the match here. Yeah, stay in the window, yeah. and they they just kind of finished down here. Uh, Agree. Just yeah, and it's funny that a lot of the people who I'm disagree who I'm going to like disagree with, you know, the Meltzer are going to still give this match like a really high rating, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though like it really just floundered down the stretch. I mean, God, it takes so long. I I think it was like. When Sammy, I got first of all really excited. I don't know about you guys when he was going to do his old diving through the ropes DDT thing. Yeah, looked yeah. like he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, right? that's oh, what my, that was okay. my thought too. Okay. But, but, but <laughs> yeah. right after Roman stopped that, like the match just kind of slowly grinded to a, a death. Like I was just like Jesus. Like let's just get to the finish here. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree. The early stuff was great. The plan to Sammy's wife that Roman was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had the crowd in the palm yeah. of their hands. That first I, half was excellent. Yeah, but it just, I don't know, man. It just, they, the, it became WWE-ified at the end. Mm-hmm. We have to, you do all this in-match dialogue, you know, freaking have, you know, those ref bumps, which were so silly. We talked about that. I don't know, yeah. man. I, just, I, I To me, I thought that was the bigger letdown than, the, than Sammy not going over. Yeah. No, I mean, to your earlier point about the business stuff, I don't think, at least here on this show, Justin and I, we're not saying this is going to adversely okay. affect yeah, business. Yeah, no, not at all. Because, I mean, the tickets are sold for WrestleMania. They've settled into this range, give or take a few hundred thousand people, where the shows do, you know, that that type of writing, what low two million around there is, is usually what they're doing. Sam, Sammy's been bumping the SmackDown rating a little bit of late, even but without still, Roman on the show. It's still uh, in the same kind of range, it is, though, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, it's still the same kind of range. And we've talked a lot about this. I mean, it's the brand, really, that draws, at this point, for a lot of people, the weird people that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think I think the greater issue is is just show quality 
for people who want to enjoy the product, who know what good wrestling is and didn't start watching five years ago, and that they need some depth at the top of the card, and Roman has steamrolled everybody, and they're not really building up anyone anywhere else. There's a, you know, there's some people out there who I could see getting elevated. They've done really nothing outside of the Sami Zayn storyline to get me to believe that they could elevate them. But yeah, I mean, if if Roman keeps holding the title through Mania. I'm just not set that it's not going to settle down, as Justin mentioned, into that period we had a year ago where it was getting really stale. Yeah, well, because who else is there? <laughs> and Cody might not be a good be a good champion either. No. So if even if he does win the title, who knows? So yeah, well, let's okay. So that's good to know because like I, I just it, it sounded like people were like you know on Twitter or Dave was like oh what a missed up because Dave was like making the comparison to Austin at Mania 17. I was like yeah, Dave, I heard that yeah. I was like, no. what do we do? Like, like, and, and what's funny? I think as a it, moment, it's a missed opportunity. As a moment to okay. create a magical, what? like, once in a not lifetime, but once in a every decade type scenario where you get a crowd like this with the hometown guy with a great storyline to just do the world title change that you can I, play forever. You know, yeah, I, I get the disappointment in the sense that even if this didn't, like, you know send the WWE into some new stratosphere of business. Or, I mean, that's silly to even imagine. But, you know, like like it wasn't some big mover. At the very worst, it could have been a, a Money in the Bank 2011, mm-hmm. a Canadian stampede, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And like, so, but here's the thing, and we have said this so many times in this program before. I, I, I If you emotionally invest in this promotion, you are asking to be stomped on, humiliated, and mocked. Oh my god, and, and that—that's why I prefaced everything when I said it's like I don't particularly like the WWE. Okay, like I mean, like, like of course they fucking did this, and you know, uh, just a, 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 about that Austin thing. I just want to get this off my chest. I think the funny thing with like some fans, and not you guys, obviously, but like like modern fans, like getting mad about Sammy losing, is these are the same people who think like Mania Seventeen, which had an actual business killing finish, is the best Mania of all time. So they're like, they're the ones I mean, I'm not like, I don't want to cut my own blame the fans promo here in 2023, but you're fucking asking for it. When you say that that's the best mania ever. And as a, and for the record, I, I don't say mania 17 is the best mania ever. Never have, never will, because it has a business killing, an actual business killing finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know Meltzer made a lot of other comparisons. And I, I just go back to the fact that. You know, I mean, not to be a dick, but I will be too late. You know, back in the day, us wrestling fans, we had a little more self-respect. For <laughs> like he was talking about Starcade 87 and people being pissed the Road Warriors didn't win. Yeah, those people stopped fucking watching. But these people are going to get their nachos shitted and their wives and girlfriends fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't care. I mean, it's just it's pretty sad stuff. I mean, and, yeah. and you know, I, I did have a laugh, by the way, too, not to pile on Dave, but. You know, he, he, he seemed real apoplectic, even though he hadn't watched the match yet. But, you know, this is a guy who thinks WWE and AEW has babyface problems when he goes to a New Japan show headlined by Okada and Tanahashi in the year 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Talking about a little, yeah. talking about a little stale on top, Dave. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you guys, we got conversations going on in the Facebook group about this. You can email us your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you think out there. You can tweet us at Top Rope Nation as well. Let us know. But yeah. Let, let's transition to Cody because you've hit on it mm-hmm. a little bit. And because obviously Cody is so 
that was just the main reason I had no expectation of Sam because Sammy versus Cody makes no sense. I don't want a rotten triple threat either. Yeah, um, same. You know, and I get where I think to a certain fan, Sammy is a little is more palatable than Cody because Cody can be kind of like annoying, right? He's got a, he's got a fucking neck tattoo. <laughs> What is this guy doing? Not just any neck tattoo. I mean, he's got like the worst neck tattoo in the history of math. But, you know, I mean, Cody has done, you know, people talk about the ratings Sammy was doing on Smack. Cody's been doing some numbers himself on, you know, the house shows they were talking about. Business spiked when his name was announced. His, you know, his segments on Raw are doing the best, no matter where they're placed. So there's things, but, you know, I want to get to this. Okay, because I think this is a real fun discussion to have here today on the program. In terms of the crowd potentially turning on Cody, either on the road to Mania or after Mania, if he wins the Mm -hmm. title, I think we need to drop the bomb here. Okay, Rick Skelton, until Garrett Kidney tweeted it about an hour ago, was the only person online I'd seen bring this up. Okay, are we sure Cody is beating Roman at WrestleMania? Sure, fucking hope so. I, I I can't I can't do much more of this uh, title reign. I mean, especially it just boggle the mind that they would think or hope that some other miraculous uh, challenger is going to pop up in the ensuing what year? I mean, you have you had Sammy right there, and you have Cody right there, and then I I, I mean I guess. You know, if you think you can build him up proper in the next year, maybe you're thinking Montez Ford. But other than that, I, I think eventually they'll just say, eh, fuck it, we'll give it to Seth. Mm-hmm. I think that's what would oh, end up oh, happening. Okay, I think that's what, they, yeah. They, they, they put the title on Cody. Put the title on Brandon for all I care. Okay. <laughs> I could just see Kyle like sink in his seat as you said that. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, l- 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 let me, okay. I mean, okay, Kyle, who no, else is he going to go through? I, I don't know. I don't know, but here is what well, I know. There's counter- this Dwayne Johnson guy up there. <laughs> yeah. dirt, dirt. Guys, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But um, here's the thing, okay? Because what you just said, Justin, is absolutely 100% accurate. But I'm going to counter it with this anyway. Oh, boy. As boring as the week-to-week television is in this promotion, particularly like most of last year, like you guys were saying, you know, with this dominant unified world champion, it sure seems like every time Roman defends the title, people talk themselves into the fact he's going to lose. Remember people like, Ooh, maybe Drew does win. Ooh, maybe Riddle does win. I mean, there, you look back, people have talked themselves into some real dogs winning this thing. And, And it's pretty crazy. So, I'll argue this, and I'm the last guy who wants to defend what they're doing at Titan Towers any day of the week. But, like, this rain is working. You know, I remember on this show, and here's the thing. I'm as honest as they come, okay? I remember two years ago, I came out and said, it was Royal Rumble 2021, and I said, you know, maybe they should have just put Owens over for a quickie bit, just a fresh I'm like, I can see this Reigns thing get long in the tooth. That was a stupid idea by me. That was a stupid idea. <laughs> I, I honestly think, and it's it's fast, like, they've just built this guy up, and they're never going to have a world champion this strong. Like, I don't know, like, ever again? 
Agree. And, and I think the- that, and, and, and I think they're afraid to hand them that first loss. They've gone so far in. I I just think that that's why, like to me, it, it you know, and 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 personally, here's a little. You know me. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but I got one for you. Oh boy. Part of me kind of like hopes Roman and Heyman pitched this whole Sammy idea with the idea that it would torpedo Cody and then they could turn around and politic to Vincent to Hunter and say, Oh, look, the crowds turn on Hunter. We are the crowds turn on Cody. We shouldn't job at WrestleMania. And he gets on it. If they pull that off, honestly, I'll I'll drive to Titan. I'll shake Paul and Roman's hand. Heyman, that is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, I, like, yeah. I, like I like I do like it's funny. I was talking to Chad about this quite a bit today. Like, if you go back and read, like, old observers, like, old meaning, like, the 80s, like, when Hogan was the champion, Meltzer would constantly harp on, well, who's next? How long can this go on? And I'm not saying Roman's Hogan. I mean, he's he's a heel, so it's different. But, like, I don't know. I think they're just going to ride. I think there's a chance they might ride this train till it can't ride no more. Do Do you know how I think they would talk themselves into it, too? You know, going back to your conspiracy theory, you know, yeah. uh, Heyman and Roman are in uh, Triple H's ear and they're going to say, you know what sounds nice? A thousand, a thousand day rain. <laughs> yes. That, yes. That's, yeah. I could totally see them talking themselves and like, let's get to that number. That'd be yeah. incredible. And we could have we could have a big show. A thousand <laughs> days of Roman. And think yes. about it. it could be all, it could be all video packages. We don't, you don't even have to ask these people, to, these schlubs, to work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I want to throw an old one back at you guys too. Um, this is my ninth out of ten talking points, by the way, in the match of the world. Uh, I remember Meltzer on the idea of, oh, maybe you should break this long run because this guy's got momentum right now. I remember Ryan. I think you'll remember this one. Remember what a big deal Dave made about how Ryback should have beaten Punk Ugh, at that Hell in the oh Cell God. 2012? Because he like the rating like went up a couple weeks, or, and then like that pay per view actually did like a surprising buy rate because they had to change. Because didn't like Cena get hurt or something? Because Ry- yeah. like Ryback got thrust, and and Dave's like, I think they should put Ryback over. But the thought at the time was they wanted Punk to break uh, Savage's record for when he lost to The Rock, which was set in stone. And so they didn't put Ryback over. And now we look back. I mean, Justin, your response there said it all. Nobody gave a fuck in, in, that Ryback didn't win the yeah. title, even though he was hot for a couple weeks. And I'm not saying Sammy's Ryback. Oh, I'm God, not I saying... Not. Yeah, I'm not... No, no. I'm not saying oh, This is Sam, a year-long storyline, yeah. No, I'm not saying Sammy is Ron Garvin either. Because, you know, people, you know, people shit on... Because, like, back in the day... Like Ron Garvin was one of the few like terrible world champions, right? From our youth in the NWA. Mm-hmm. But people forget he got a massive pop when he beat Flair in Detroit in the steel cage. Like you talk about moments. That was a moment in Detroit. I have a, an old friend of mine, Rick Morse. He always talks about how everyone in his school, they loved Ron Garvin and they were so fired up that he won that. And he doesn't want to hear anything about Ron Garvin taking business. But you know, I think in their mind, they're like, yeah, it would be really cool. But I don't know what they've got planned with this Roman. And I think we'll, we'll know. And Dave did say this, Meltzer, and I'll agree. I agree with them. We'll know in a few months whether or not this was bad or not to not put Sammy mm-hmm. over last yeah. night. I, I don't think you could definitively say that right now. I, I do think if done right, him and Kevin 
beating the Usos at WrestleMania could be a very big deal. I really agree. Do. Agree. I like like we talk about making those secondary titles matter again. Let's make the tag fucking titles matter again. You know, everyone's like, oh, the tag titles suck. We'll fucking make them not suck. Yep. Well, they didn't start off too well on making that match big with the way no, this they played didn't. out with Kevin and no, Sammy, but hopefully they could get yeah, well, get their feet and, under them here. And I think the reason they didn't really do anything, like which I think is inexcusable that you didn't have Jay turn or the hug from Owens and mm-hmm. Zane. You, you, did, you, you had to give the people something. Yeah. I, because they have all the TV to film. They don't know how to fill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to get. Yep. I agree. And I'm interested to know your guys' take on this one now. This is my last point on this match. End of the day. CM Punk taking his leave of absence or whatever from AEW was more upsetting to me than last night. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. the thing about this with Sammy is we still have the backup with Cody. Like we were we were all excited for that. You know, going back to when he got injured in the Hell in a Cell match, we're like, oh, oh, sweet, he's gonna come back. It looks like just in time for the Rumble, and mm-hmm. then he's going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's going to be perfect. What mm-hmm. we didn't see happening is this thing with Sami Zayn, this rise mm-hmm. of Sami. Um, the CM Punk thing, that was just, that, that entire summer was just hit after hit after hit, gut punch, yeah. and brawl out was just the rotten cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. No, I would, I would agree, too. You know, like, I, like, I, like, that had, like, I, I preface this whole thing with, you know, Sammy winning or is not going to affect my WWE TV watching. Okay. I certainly don't watch any of their TV live. Okay. Thank God I didn't watch this pay-per-view live, by the way. It's so great to fast forward these entrances yeah. and everything. It's so great. But like with Punk leaving, like I don't, I rarely watch Dynamite live anymore. Like that's something that, uh, yeah. like that's something that had a very real effect on my enjoyment and subsequent viewing of a promotion where, where Zane, God bless him. Love Sami Zayn. I I wasn't going to tune into you know SmackDown live on Friday whether he won or lost. Yeah, I, I I just think it'd be a different story if we were staring down the barrel of like another Roman versus Brock match at WrestleMania or just a matchup that had no excitement in it. Mm-hmm. I think you said this, Justin, on Facebook, and I think you're onto something with this. If we're not in WrestleMania season, yeah, does Sammy do, do does Sammy Zayn probably go over that? Like, was Sammy screwed by WrestleMania? In a hundred percent. If this if this exact moment had been like whatever the fuck the pay per view was after SummerSlam or like before SummerSlam, I, I think Sammy would have won a thousand percent. What if it was so, like last fall Survivor Series? They're in Montreal, twenty five year anniversary. Ooh. Oh man, and that's oh, when no. they did the match. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, they 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 couldn't have resisted it. They would have like screwed oh, him God. over. That's when it came back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, th- th- this was just bad timing for Sammy. Yeah, I agree. But they got they had two good options. I hope I hope Cody does it personally because I want to change. I want I want someone else to get an opportunity at the top of the card for all the reasons I laid out, but also. God damn it, I just want to see the winged eagle return. And if Cody Rhodes can do that, mm. then I'll be happy. Bring yeah. back the winged eagle. So did you hear Sammy's comments in the postgame presser? I, I would call it presser, mm-hmm. but it was more of a uh, sicko fans get to ask questions than a presser. <laughs> so let's not call that a press conference. 
I will say I watched some of it. Austin Theory was pretty funny and how he went after the reporters. Oh, he, he was won. healing it up, and it was pretty entertaining. But I didn't see Sammy. I didn't watch that one. Okay, well, just I was talking, like, Sammy seemed like it was weird. He was like, yeah, I kind of feel weird right now, kind of detached. Strange is the word. He, I feel strange. Yeah. it was. It was people were comparing hmm. it to Daniel Bryan's comments when he, he's like, yeah, I made it better in WrestleMania. You know, the not not 30, but the, yeah. the number. And he, the, he, was, he was standing out there, and he said he, he just felt nothing. Like, he would <laughs> always have butterflies before matches, and he mm-hmm. just had nothing there. Yeah. And yep, Sammy sounded like a broken man. I, hmm. I wonder if it was just because, like, I, I again, I, I I go back, like the finish was just so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I think Kevin kind of came out with a little bit of a, a boo boo face. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I think he knew it was shitty that he came out so late. Yeah, I could see and that. And I'm and I'm sure he wanted his friend to win the world title too. But yeah. Yeah. All right, let's let's breeze through the rest of the show. I don't think it should take us a, a long time, but I want to cover the other matches that happened. And I I will say again, maybe outside of this opener, I enjoyed mo- most of the show. There was some good mm. moments throughout. Yeah, I think one match that I know you didn't like, Kyle. I was a little higher on maybe, uh, which we'll get to here. But that wasn't the women's chamber. This one, <laughs> this was not good. <laughs> it was uh, all right. So they open with the women's chamber. And you you laid it out in the preview. We talk about this all the time. For it, this, the women's rumble, they just haven't traditionally been very good. And so we knew going in, it probably wasn't going to be. Um, so you got Asuka, Carmella, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Natty, and Liv Morgan in this match. And that's the order they came out in for your entrances. And uh, as they're getting underway, Michael Cole recounts Shawn Michaels' <laughs> winning the title in the first elimination chamber match. And he says the chamber has not disappointed since in quite the stretch of reality. Kyle Ross. I know you noticed that one. I did remember that line. That was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I mean, you you mentioned the names. I just want to say this, man. Okay. Because you're right. The, the, and people get mad at you. (laughs) I, I don't care. Okay. Like these women's, uh, multi-person matches almost always stink. And and what really hurt this one is Asuka's a mid-carder. Raquel is has potential. I see a lot there, but not ready for a championship level she match. Has, in my she opinion. has the most bland presentation ever. Like yeah. on the massive video board, it's just a very basic picture of her flexing. It's just all of it is so plain. So yeah, plain. That's the thing. We don't really know her, but like she's not ready for a championship level match, especially at a mania, right? Yeah. You don't want you don't want to throw her in the deep end too early and people come to the just conclusion she stinks and I like her. And the other four, look, they're just jobbers. Other than that, it was a very nice lineup. <laughs> so you'll like this quote. So at the very beginning. The, so it's Liv and Natty that start, and it was so slow, very choreographed looking. Um, Natty tosses Liv into the side of one of the pods, <laughs> and right when that happened, my oldest daughter was watching with me, and she turned to me and she goes, "I don't want Natalia to win." And I thought okay. she would enjoy it. <laughs> wow. Okay, you, you're you're doing a good job of parenting there, Mister Trotsky. <laughs> That's what's. Hey, look, okay, man, I don't mean to be a dick. But nah, too late. Natty starting things off has to be a rib at this point, right? <laughs> and and can, can we just say it? Okay. I, I'm a throw. Let, let's just, my wall stop. Let's just throw our cards on the table. 
Her mom flipping in the Martha Hart trial is why she's still employed, right? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. I, I think, come on. Okay, so early on in her run, 2010, she oh. was – her level of wrestling was beyond what most of the women could do. Almost all of them. Now, a lot of them can work. It's a different – She's That's so different. wooded and laconic. Remember Justin? What I said? She looked like Stevie Wonder coming out for the rumble. <laughs> oh, made our guy Adam spit out his drink. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the oh chat. Oh my god! Uh, Seriously, yeah. though, am, I, am I wrong? Look, I mean, we can't get so dude. Like her mom did flip in the Martha Hart trial like that's why she's still employed right i i have no comment on this okay <laughs> she's so bad uh, well you know what else was okay. bad was Liv morgan selling and i know this was in your notes too every time she would sell something in this match she would just have that look that like she's dead behind her eyes that's all it was she'd just be like staring off into the distance I, though some of the worst goddamn selling you have seen and i li- i like her as a person and uh, i know the fans really like Liv morgan you know as a fan i've been kind of rooting for her in the past at different times but man i gotta tell you the selling was real bad especially for an elimination chamber match you know what you talked about you know natty and Liv when it was just them and it was like pretty choreographed and slow like raquel Mm -hmm. came in third right yep okay the three-way sequences they were doing were brutal yeah. There was the one where, like, I forgot somebody did something to someone, and then like it magically turned into the other person doing something to the other. And I was like, "Come on, man!" Was it this part? So, like, I got this in my notes. Raquel picks up Natalia for a sidewalk slam, and then she catches Liv in a crossbody, and then Natalia does basically turns it into a sunset, sending Raquel into the cage, and then like Liv, who was still being held by Raquel, like kind of fell back on her like she was splashing her or something but like where would she get that momentum yeah i, I don't, yeah, know. I, I don't know if it was that but the what you just described sounds fucking horrible <laughs> uh yeah so yeah when raquel came in she was working over both of them that was the first time i noticed live selling was very bad especially after she was t- tossed into the corner yes yes there was like yeah. one pot like they got a close-up of her face and i was like mm-hmm. oh god you're just so pretending at this point to yeah be a wrestler Raquel gave this oh, like slow motion big boot to Natty, slammed Natty into the cage, the spot I just described with this, the sunset and all that. Uh, Nikki Cross comes in and <laughs> she, run- <laughs> she runs through the ring. I use the term run in quotes, um, attacking live in the corner. Real slow, man. It looked real slow running. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, um, and, and, uh, Eric at the Sagun Kaida blog, as soon as you brought up my, uh, Nikki running, I, I remembered what he wrote. He said, I can't be the only one who can't stand Nikki Cross acting like an annoying seven-year-old's impression of an annoying seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like spot on, man. Her character reeked. Dude, there was a bit I saw, I can't, I think it was two weeks ago on SmackDown. Her, she was like interacting with Carmella. Mm-hmm. If any human being caught me watching that I, I would just make up why it was on the tv i would say oh yeah i was just i, I don't really i don't i don't watch wrestling i just i was just flipping through <laughs> yeah um 
Nikki gave Liv a catapult into a pod. Looked real bad. Bad selling. Uh, Nikki came off the top of a pod onto the other women. Then Carmella came in. Uh, she immediately went for pins on Liv and Natalia. Neither worked out, even though they were down from the spot from Nikki Cross. And then even though Liv and Natalia are down and, and she tried to pin them, I got two counts. She then nonsensically goes and starts taunting Asuka in her pod rather than working over one of them that you almost just beat. Um, <laughs> Raquel then smashed Nikki through Carmella's pod after she had locked herself back into it. Uh, Carmella then locked herself into another empty pod. Yep. And then uh, Raquel tossed Nikki back into the ring, covered her for the pinfall. Uh, yeah, that was flat, and that would yeah. be a running theme in this match: flat eliminations. Liv gave Raquel a code breaker, but like ten seconds later, Raquel is chasing her up the cage on the outside. Uh, not much selling there. So then Liv was like hiding out on top of a pod up in the air. Uh, Raquel punched and stomped Nikki in the corner and then Liv came off the top. They're in the corner right by the pod she's on top of. Liv then came off the top of the pod with a sunset on Raquel. That was and then good. That was good. And then Carmella covered for two. That should have been an elimination because the crowd really popped for that. It looked really cool, as you said, Justin. Should have been an elimination spot. So for go, all the selling stuff we went after live about, this was executed well. Looked really good. Mm-hmm. And Kyle, you mentioned in our Facebook group that all the eliminations in this match were flat. This would oh, have been one. Incredible. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good. This, this, this was a good spot. <laughs> this match, and you, you can get through the rest of them. Accomplished the remarkable feat of five eliminations in one match, where not one uh, was even a even close to being good yeah five yeah. flat eliminations yeah. in one chamber match so when we get oscar in uh she immediately went after carmella tossed her against the pod and the cage oscar missed a kick struck the pod with her foot so then she's limping back into the ring she hits a sliding kick and a german on on carmella german suplex uh she locked in this is oscar an octopus stretch on raquel raquel fights out Liv hits a missile drop kick on Asuka for two. Liv gives a code breaker to Natalia, but then gets kicked by Carmella. Natty locks on the sharpshooter on Liv, and then Asuka joins in, puts on an arm bar on Liv, and so Liv like fades into oblivion and is eliminated with a smile on her face, kind of, as Adam noted in the chat here a second ago. Uh, mm. Yeah, not great. Didn't I they do that liked. before with her? Like against yeah. Ronda or something. Yeah. Yep. Then Natalia and Asuka are fighting as Cole calls them, quote, two of the most dominant women of the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on. Oh, man. And, and Natty, I get, I bet two seconds over went like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this commentary. Yeah. Two of the most dominant women I, of the last I, I have decade. a challenge for all of our listeners, okay, in the Facebook group. Show me the last time Natty did something good. Like, show, like, what, like, I, I know what it was. It was the feud with Becky going into that SummerSlam 2019 in Canada, where they let her be like a little bit different, at least. Remember, she's like running through the crowd, attacking her for be- actually wearing street clothes and not 
stuff that she normally wears. On I TV, think I kind of liked her. A rip. She had a feud with Nikki Bella once, which was okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some pretty good Instagram posts with her sister. I mean, that's and, and, okay, and, that, and that's and that's what just burnt my ass the most. Okay, here she is. She's out on the internet on the World Wide Web, taking the dogs for a walk, and she's freaking, you know, couldn't be more buttoned up and laconic on the on the WWE television. Where's the daddy that I? Yeah, I see on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> So all that led into Carmella kicking Natalia from behind and eliminating her. <laughs> not much to it. No. <laughs> and why was Carmella in this so long? Who like I, I defy you to find me one person who would think Carmella would win this match. One. <laughs> the, on guy, the, the, the guy the guy on commentary? I don't even oh, think he man. thought it. <laughs> oh man. I didn't think I was gonna laugh this much going through this match, but I can barely get through this. <laughs> Seriously, I want you can oh. I'll give you one year to span the entire globe. Find me one person <laughs> that thought Carmella was gonna win this match. And she was the last one in. Oh man. All right. <laughs> so yeah, now it's uh Carmella and Asuka taking turns kicking Raquel, and then they go for a double pin on her. Uh and they did pin her. I believe that was the that was what took Raquel out. <laughs> Very flat. Carmella then super kicks Asuka for two, and after some pinfall exchanges, Asuka locks in the Asuka lock for the win. That's Asuka, Bianca for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. Asuka was the most over person in this match, but I'm not particularly excited about her. Again, Asuka, I talked about this with Frank. I just think she's a mid-carder. In this women's division, you you don't think about like because you know you've got two champions still, so and they always constantly have to find challengers, so you don't really think of there being like a mid card in the mm-hmm. women's division, right? You're either you, you're either a championship program or you're not, right? But Oscar, I don't, man, I, I brought it up with Frank. Ever since WrestleMania 34, we were all in the building, right? You you guys are on one side of the building, and, and she goes, Charlotte is better than Asuka. And then she gawked at John Cena. I just, it's been all downhill. <laughs> and, and, you know, people yep. said they liked her comedy. To me, you know, call me crazy. Comedy requires, you know, making me laugh. Is it, so, is, it, is it weird to use the Elimination Chamber to build to a babyface versus babyface title match? at a WrestleMania, isn't that a little weird too? Especially like, I mean, like to your point, Asuka's a mid Carter. I mean, I guess that's how you're trying to build her up to be a threat. Mm-hmm. The, the only time I liked a women's elimination chamber, uh, you just jog my memory by talk, talk about building up a contender was the Shayna Baszler one. Remember when they just mm-hmm. had her freaking yeah. steamroll five people and it was short, but like the WWE fans didn't like it. Yeah. I remember, remember there was a lot of like pushback, like people were complaining about it. Like mm. an honest to God, good match would put somebody yeah. over. They didn't like that one. Though. I mean, I hate to break it to you, Kyle, but you know, considering other elimination chamber matches, this one was short. It was sub 20 minutes. This was sub 20 minutes. Yeah. God, it felt like it went on for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I fast forwarded the entrances. Yeah. You know, actually speaking of that, you missed one of my biggest pet peeves with these uh, elimination chambers is that every person that comes in has to stop at every single pod and like mean mug the competitor. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. It, yeah. it, it would be okay if one person did yes. it every five yep. years. Yep. 
or or if even just one person did it for every match, you know, it's like if just one of the ladies yeah, did but it. You're right. But they all, yeah. They all like, have to take their turns. You, they're like, you've got a problem with me. It's like, yes, yeah. I'm fucking wrestling you. And, and Nat, <laughs> Natty's move is always to like slap her butt. You can kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. You know what she should, you, you know what she should have done, Natty? She should have opened the pot and farted in it. <laughs> Slammed the door. <laughs> That'd be the a old callback. Dutch oven. The old the Dutch, old, the Dutch the old, chamber. The old hot box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the hot box. Our hot boxes. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, I'm getting by. Uh, all right. Confused. All right. So Brock Lesnar in for a payday here. <laughs> Taking on Bobby Lashley. God bless him. What a king. Uh, what an absolute <laughs> king. Four more. On, four on minutes sm- and forty seconds. On oh. SmackDown, Bray Wyatt says. You know, whoever wins this match, they'd better run. So Brock was like, I'm not fucking winning. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote. Oh, like, Career you think suicide. Just, like, you think yeah. he just like shoot, he shoot, got himself DQ'd. He's like, oh, fuck, I got to wrestle Bray Wyatt and just kick last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, look, man. There's not a lot to run. Down. Why would you even do this match if this is what you were going to do? <sighs> is it is it building to like a no disqualification at WrestleMania is my guess? Well, no, because I mean, let's are they just going to ignore Bray Wyatt's please? Dude, I I it think should. that's what they're doing. I I think that that had just such a blah reaction that that Triple H is like, <laughs> I don't think we're going to go that route. I mean, or, could, or maybe Bobby and Brock both said, no, we're not going to fucking do that. <laughs> I, I mean, to, to your point, Justin. I mean, if I, I don't want to see another match between these two, Brock yeah. and Bobby, but like if they don't. What an odd direction just to go away from it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to do Lashley and Wyatt and you didn't want Brock to lose, this is how you protect him. But, but I mean, Lashley and Wyatt just sounds like a disaster. Oh, paper, yeah, does it? so like, bad. Yeah, the thing, the thing with Brock and Wyatt. Okay, at least there's like the one percent chance that at any moment Lesnar could get like really like pissed, pissed off and just start shooting on Bray, yeah, and be like, "I'm not doing." It. But Lashley's too much of a pro to mm-hmm. do that, and so it's going to be very bad. And the idea of Bobby Lashley being scared of this, uh, like of the dark or whatever, sounds mm-hmm. heinous, and he should absolutely veto it and refuse <laughs> to come to work if they're going to make him do that. Well, well, God willing, maybe that means we can still get Brock and Gunther. Because yeah, that's not what does Brock do if, if yeah. it's going to be Lashley and Wyatt? What what is Brock like? This didn't exact like, like you know, this was just terrible. Yeah, what was it? Four minutes for a kick in the ball? Yeah, four minutes forty seconds. So <laughs> so here's it's basically segue, just it was basically just finishers and then the kick in the balls. Yeah. Here. Here's a good segue because you're talking about Lashley and God having to work with Wyatt at Mania, perhaps. <clears throat> Grave noted on commentary the very beginning while Brock was on offense. Corey Graves says, Lashley isn't used to being manhandled by another human ever. And I wrote in parentheses, you sure about that? You ever seen this guy's creative, Corey? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, so Brock's on offense. Lashley comes back with a spear. And a second goes for the hurt lock. Brock fights out, hits an F5 near fall. Brock hits a second F5 near fall. Brock goes for a third. Bobby fights out, spears him. Bobby locks in the hurt lock this time. 
Brock breaks it up with a low blow and gets DQ'd. <laughs> there you are. Um, after the match, Brock gives referee Chad Patton an F5. He gives Lashley another F5, then an F5 through the announce table on Lashley, and then referee Chad gets an F5 on the announce table wreckage, and there we are. I mean, this didn't make Lashley look very good. I mean, no. I mean, you know, before the post-match, I mean, this finish was right on a primetime wrestling. Yeah. 440 for a kick in the balls and this was like a like a heavily promoted match they did a contract signing for it and these are two of the bigger names in the promotion mm-hmm. were, were, were was either guy happy after this i mean i guess like you know we joked about it. i mean brock is just he, brock is just stealing a paycheck from vince jr at this point man i mean he was like laughing on his way back he don't give a fuck but well, i mean was yeah. Lashley proud of this? Is this something that he would like, you know, I mean, this was hideous. Yeah. Speaking of that, next we went to a Hollywood inspired commercial. Oh, oh now this, this is embarrassing when you're watching with company over, which is what happened to me. Oh. We had some dinner guests over and I, I decided to throw on elimination chamber because I knew we were going to cover it and I didn't know how uh, much time I was going to have today to watch it. Jesus Christ, when 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 this came on, I, I apologized to everybody. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I get you guys some more beer or some more steak or something? This is, this is Seth awful. Rollins. Seth Rollins as the Joker. <sighs> Becky joins in. It was bad. It wasn't I mean, good. How crazy is it? You know, we talk about this company recycling so much. They're doing the WrestleMania Goes Hollywood again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they've done this before, and it's going to be worse. Like they, they like it was shocking that you know because I mean you look at the early two thousands, no one like is going to call that like the you know creative apex of this company. Although it's, you know two thousand five was was pretty good at least the early part. But like they, they nailed those things right. Those the were good. Goes, yeah. oh, those are really. Yeah. I guarantee you that all of these ones suck. <laughs> If that's yeah, like what we, probably. because it's like, I mean, first of all, the, 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 everyone's going to have the worst taste in movies too. You know, they are the the only way they can save it. And maybe you guys may have not have seen this movie yet, but Banshees of Inishirin. Mm, is it, one. Yeah, yeah. It's about basically a guy tells somebody he doesn't want to be friends with anymore. Stop talking to me or else I'm going to cut my fingers off. If, if like Triple H does that with Bray Wyatt, like stop bringing me your ideas or else I am going to cut my fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was this was not a good start. Um, I, I'll tell you yeah. what, I, I saw an, uh, an Oscar nominee or whatever the other day where we watched uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Ah, I still got to see that. It was good. It was, yeah. it was pretty good. I, you know, obviously for those, I mean, you probably had to read the book in high school, I assume everybody who's listening mm-hmm. to this, but like, you know, I, the big takeaway is like, Cammy's like, man, war sucked. I'm like, yeah, man, I would have quit like five minutes in when my boots got that muddy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking muddy over on that Western front, man. Jeez. Yeah. Man. yeah. Trench foot. Yeah. Uh, fucking, I would have just tr- as soon as I got muddy in the face, I would have got right the hell out of there, man. <laughs> what, what did they say? You're, you're, Mr. Drosty history. What do they say? Like, well, I mean, you see, but like at the end, they had a stat. It was like the actual front moved like a hundred fucking oh. feet in three years. Yeah, 
almost nothing until basically until the period when the U.S. finally got in and gave the Allies more manpower. Yeah. A lot of people die for nothing. Yeah. Just sit in the same spots. That's bad. Just the pregame Speaking for World War not II. Really going any- yeah. Speaking of mm. not going anywhere, how about the Edge versus Judgment Day feud? So, <laughs> nice transition. Let, okay, let me say something yeah. on this one. All right, because I knew I would disagree with you on this one. I actually didn't oh, think this yeah. match was too bad. My God. I thought it was fairly entertaining. I, I did not think this match was too bad. And one of the things that I find pretty remarkable about this, and I know there was the the mess up with saving Edge from the pin late. I'll, I'll give Beth Phoenix a pass. This woman is at home raising two daughters for a year and comes back to wrestle on the big stage like this. And for the most part, she carried the match. She was the focus of the match way more so than edge throughout almost the entire thing. And I thought overall she was, she was pretty good out there. Like I liked the bull Nakano makeup and then all the mm-hmm. clotheslines she did homage to bull Nakano there as well. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought, you know, this we always joke about the match times on an edge match. This one actually didn't overstay its welcome. Yep. It was like 13 yep. minutes. It was good timing. That. As shitty as Dominic Mysterio is, he gets a lot of crowd heat and they used him well in this match, I thought. I thought He's this was a pretty me. decent mixed tag. I'm not gonna lie, I thought this was decent. I didn't think it was bad. It I liked great, the, but it wasn't bad. I liked the uh shatter machine finish and owed to the guys who helped Edge get prepared to get back in the ring to come back for his big return and possibly maybe somebody he might be working with in AEW in the future. Mm, FTR action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I thought again, this match kind of fell apart down the stretch. I don't know. I, I hope the feud is over, but like I Frank and I talked is. about, yeah, I, WWE cannot possibly come up with separate directions <laughs> for judgment day and edge for mania. Right. So edge and Finn, we talked about this, um, on the preview, mm-hmm. that was rumored as a hell in a cell for the Rumble, but I guess Edge didn't have time to like be on TV to promote it. I know he showed up at the Rumble as a surprise, but I guess I don't know that. that but maybe so. Maybe, and to Justin, what you just said, Edge, if he's leaving, I, I I don't hate the idea of him putting Finn Balor over in a big match at WrestleMania on the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um. Yeah, should we bring up the Edge AEW rumors right now? Absolutely. Well, there's a lot I, of rumors floating out there. You know, Chris Jericho doesn't mind wrestling CM Punk. Yeah, well, uh, hmm. that that was that was shameful. This Chris <laughs> Jericho, I gotta talk about this guy at some point. Uh, Michael Jenkinson, you may not like it, but I gotta say, but uh, that's a different tie. But by God, Sexton Hardcastle is in the Impact Zone, isn't he? He wore, uh, did you see, he wore a Sexton Hardcastle t-shirt at, in the press scrum after the show. Mm. I did not see that. Yeah, he did. That'd that be incredible cool. if he used that name. Yeah. Yeah, he was wearing the t-shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the, isn't that the uh, the whole idea here is that Edge and Christian is a match FTR wants? Yes, yeah. that is one and of their AEW dream matches. Give them that. Yeah, so it, AEW it, could give them that if they get them all it, there and maybe it, re-sign FTR too. It was funny because... Uh, Chad messaged me about those, like, uh, what day was it last week? The Kenny Omega to WWE rumors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the, f-? I was like, what the fuck is this Tony Khan doing? I'm like, keep your guys. What are you doing? And Chad <laughs> responds, he's like, well, he's getting edge. I'm like, my God, I hate Tony Khan even more now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. 
We'll see. Could get interesting. Just re-sign FTR, for the love of God. Oh, please. Make it happen. All right, I'll run through this match real quick. So I mentioned before, Beth had the Bull Nakano face paint on. Uh, Edge and Balor started. Edge was on offense. He tags in Beth, who uh, got down on all fours, and Edge springboards off her back into a splash in the corner. Grace wondered, is that a wife-assisted splash? Thought about turning in <laughs> a dirty joke, but... Um. <laughs> Oh, I'll up there, Kyle, on that one, but we'll move on. Oh, Graves is bad. <laughs> uh, so there's bad. multiple double clotheslines from Beth and Rhea back and forth. Here. I thought Rhea was sucked. I thought Rhea was pretty good in this match. I didn't mind the clothesline stuff with Beth screaming at her. I actually thought that was decent. Uh, Rhea, now, so Rhea taunted her, and Beth yells, "Eat this bitch!" <laughs> and then Dominic was checking on Rhea. Rhea and, and Beth went into this test of strength, and uh, of course, Rhea kicks her, goes for the riptide. Beth dodges it. Um, Rhea bailed to the outside, and then Beth is going after Dominic. Uh, Beth chops Rhea, tosses her into the steps on the outside. She climbs up top, and Dominic crotches her on the top rope. Edge chases Dominic to the back, clotheslining Finn in the process. Um, Rhea then hangs Beth upside down in the tree of woe and stomps at her. Uh, Rhea works Beth as Dominic comes back from the back to big heat from the crowd as he's on the entrance <laughs> ramp. And uh, Beth fought back. She hit a DDT on Rhea, goes for the tag, but Finn pulled Edge to the outside just right before Beth is about to make that tag. So then Rhea goes for the riptide again, but Beth escapes. She fights off Rhea into the corner, hits some chops. It's Rhea up on the top turnbuckle. Beth hit a really big superplex. That looked really good. They replayed that. Superplex off the top on Rhea Ripley. And then Balor dragged Beth away from her corner when she was going for the tag. Beth kicks Balor into the corner and makes a hot tag to Edge anyways. Edge hits a clothesline, locks in the Educator, the mo- the magic, yeah, the modified sharpshooter. No longer the Education, by the way. Or the edu- Educator. <laughs> No, oh, no, they, they they called it that. It's not the edu- yeah, they changed. I thought I had a typo in here. No, I thought they, the execution was the one where he had the guy up on his shoulders and threw him up and you know down, face down. I thought that was the execution. Execution. Yeah, I thought I made a Freudian slip there with my oh, notes. No, but no, you're I, right; they did call it the educator. And uh, Beth locked one in on Rhea right next to him. Dominic was trying to interfere. Uh, Edge releases his to confront him, and Rhea, or no, sorry, Beth did that, and then uh, I think it was Beth. Rhea headbutted. Yeah, Rhea headbutts Beth Phoenix at that point, and then she hits Edge with brass knuckles that Dominic had thrown into the ring. Finn covers. This is where that mess up, you mentioned the group, Kyle. Beth is late to break up the pinfall pretty clearly, so the ref pulled up the count late. Okay, and by the way, the ref had this silly reaction. If that was fucking Aubrey Edwards, all those fucking shitty <sighs> people on Twitter would have like gone insane about it. Like that yeah. Nicolo or whatever, that guy who needs to be thrown into the Grand Canyon in front of his family, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Just- yeah. This was the big the big mess up in the match. I mean, I'll, I'll forgive her. She was pretty solid in this match outside of that. But uh, Beth and Rhea, they're then fighting to the outside. Back in the ring, Balor goes up top for the coup de grace. 
but Beth picked up Dominic, tossed him into the ropes from the outside to crotch Balor up on the top rope. And then Edge and Finn fight up top. Rhea and Beth come into the ring and they each powerbomb one of the men out of the corner down to the mat. Rhea and Beth hit each other with a double clothesline. Everybody's down. Uh, Dominic sets up some chairs and and the stairs on the outside, getting ready for something as Rhea and Beth move out there. Rhea tosses Beth face first into the stairs. uh, And then she's setting up the concerto. But Beth moves. She tosses Rhea face first into the steps. Beth hits the glam slam on the floor to Rhea Ripley. And then Edge hits the execution in the ring. Then a suicide dive to the outside on Dominic. Edge then goes to hit the spear on Balor in the ring, but Balor hits a sling blade instead. Then Balor runs in, but he's speared anyways. And then Edge and Beth hit the shatter machine and cover for the pinfall. I thought overall it was a pretty entertaining match. Again, this is not like a four-star match, but I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was was pretty entertaining. I liked it. I'll even go so far as to say I liked it. How How many humps would you give it, Kyle? I think all that matters is how many humps Edge and Beth gave each other after that. <laughs> True. That is all that matters. And by the way, the uh, execution was a DDT, by the way, Justin. Yeah. Was, yep, was I was strong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you were wrong. Well, I was thinking, because he used to do that, uh, the electric chair drop. That's what I thought he called the oh, execution. Oh, so we, bo- we were both wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, regardless, I don't think they said, well, there was a big deal where they didn't say execution anymore. I think that's, that's, too, mm-hmm. that's too harsh for WWE television. I see. They go backstage. You see uh, Roman Reigns drinking some C4. That's Justin Fields' drink for those of you keeping score at home. He's been all over the promotion of that drink. Yep. Got to get my Bears reference in. Uh, And then Heyman says that Montreal is now Roman's city. And C4 was one of the, I guess, one of the sponsors for this show. So, yeah, they had all those C4 energy drinks like lined up backstage, of course. And that brings us to the men's chamber match. I heard Montreal is a great strip club scene, by the way. I got to make it to Montreal. Mm, Take plenty of C4. Get you through the night. Maybe a few other things. (laughs) Probably not going to take C4. Kyle, did you like the men's chamber match? It was okay. I didn't like it as much as everybody else seemed to. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you like I, more I, than the main event? Was this your match of the night? I don't know. They were kind of close. I, I I feel I'm still work. I, I have to rewatch the main event before I feel comfortable giving that a rating. Because I've seen so many chamber matches, like I, I feel fairly comfortable saying this was like three and a quarter stars. This men's chamber it was like, mm. you know, I mean, it wasn't like it certainly wasn't among like the elite chamber matches. Ever part of it is just because it just feels so sanitized now, so violent. Oh, the PGification of the the elimination chamber. I mean, I'm still waiting for them to put like swimming pool noodles across all the <laughs> oh, <laughs> across God. all the chains <laughs> each other with those. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, why why yeah. why the padded floor on the outside? I don't get that. Of all, well, I mean, I get I, it close up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get it, but it just, yeah, it just kind of sucks visually. I mean, look, man, it, it wasn't off to a good start when you have the absolute two nerdiest baby faces imaginable, Seth freaking Rollins and Johnny Gargano uh, beginning. Everything Gargano does is so contrived looking now. 
It's kind of bad. Did you see? I shared this in the group tape machines. <laughs> he had this great tweet. He was like, John Gargamel. It was a clip of Eddie Kingston saying, I've seen that wrestling. I don't like that wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was, a, it was an entertaining match. There's some pretty fun spots throughout. But yeah, I mean, like we joked about this ahead of time. There were some people online like really losing their shit over the names of the people in this match. And it was like, I mean, is anyone really going to remember this match in a month? No. <laughs> you know? And honestly, too, the fact that Seth Rollins is over organically as a babyface leaves me with even less sympathy for the WWE audience when it comes to the, how the promotion is booked. Because if you're going to like cheer Seth Rollins and be into this guy, I just don't come over my house on Friday night. I don't know what else to say. I mean, this guy comes out and he's like, Ugh. and I'm like, what is this guy doing? On the contrary, people should go over to your house, stand in your front yard, and sing that theme song at you. If they do that, okay, let me say this. I'm not one of these call the police types. Okay, I'll call the freaking police. <laughs> people think this guy was the wrestler of the year? How about the freaking douche of the year? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, let's let's go through the match. Justin, did you like it? I did. Um I tell you what, it's done wonders. The fact that uh, Austin Theory have has covered up half of his face with a beard. He, he he doesn't annoy me near as much now. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It was. Uh. I like. I thought it was a fun match. Again, it's not like an all time classic or anything. But if you're watching the show in the moment and you're you're trying to get through it, like we were, you know, the next day, this was an entertaining way to spend the afternoon. So, Gargano and Rollins start. Um, Johnny hits the spear through the ropes on Rollins to the outside right before Austin Theory would come in at, at third. By the way, if you're not following WWE, this is for the U.S. title. So you've and, got and, uh, Theory and, and, defending here. Yeah, you brought Theory coming through. I just want to get stop, Dude, and I, I said on the, on the preview that Theory should go over here if the plan is him versus mm-hmm. Cena at Mania. But, dude, he doesn't get much of a reaction, does he? Like I mean, everyone in WWE, like at least gets that Pavlonian reaction when they first come in. Like there's something that the mm-hmm. crowd will chant, or, 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 or like it's kind of it was kind of quiet when he came in. Same, like, not I mean, in a good way. I mean, same with Bronson Reed. It's not in the same level because if you're looking at a Austin Theory versus Cena match at WrestleMania, but Bronson Reed, somebody who has beaten Okada recently, I mean, geez, that that dude just comes out to silence. Well, yeah, but they, they don't know him yet. I mean, you, and you're right. I mean, like it, with him, it's more because like they haven't really put him. He's not a pushed guy, I would say yet. Bronson Reed. I mean, he's gotten some wins over nobodies, but like theory. I mean, they've like you know, done like for how much they've pushed him. I don't think it's a good thing how little reaction he gets. Yeah, yeah. Well, he entered third, and he immediately is working over both Gargano and and Rollins. Then uh, Seth and Gargano come back. They're taking turns punching Theory. Theory then tells Johnny that the fans only care about Seth, so he should try to you know come to his side. Doesn't work. Uh, he keeps beating on him. Then Theory goes to his former pod and locks himself in there. Gargano tries to get in, uh, but then Seth just goes in from the other side. <laughs> and so that both men get in there. Kind of amusing for the three people <laughs> yeah. involved. I'll say that. They both they get in there and they're just beating the hell out of Theory uh, in his 
former pod with the right hands. And then Damian Priest is in there at four. He immediately takes out Seth and Gargano, jumping elbows to each in opposite corners, gives the broken arrow to Gargano, escapes a pedigree from Rollins, slams him face first into the mat, flatliner on Gargano, uh, Priest with a kick and an unprettier to Rollins. Theory, Theory then gives him a pat on the back, and Priest then takes him out too. Uh, Rollins hits him with an enziguri, but uh, basically no selling as then Priest immediately takes out the rest of the group after that enziguri kick from Seth. Priest goes up top. Seth meets him with a superplex. He rolls through into the Falcon arrow for a near fall. And then you get Bronson Reed in. He takes out Theory, uh, Seth, Gargano with clotheslines, all of them. Takes Seth and Johnny down simultaneously. Slams Johnny into Rollins. Reed gets Rollins up onto his shoulders uh, like fireman's carry. And then he gets Johnny off the top turnbuckle. Adds him to his shoulders too. And he slams both men to the mat. That was pretty cool. I, I thought Reed, I, I, while well, well, Justin pointed out the kind of the lack of reactions getting, I thought he was one of the more interesting people in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unique spots. Uh, Reed and Priest are then fighting. Uh, Bronson Reed drives him to the chamber and he splashes him against the pod. He uh, hits a shoulder tackle off the top to Theory on the outside. And then we get Montez Ford entering last. He takes out Reed on the outside with a kick. Then he takes out Austin Theory in the ring. Montez acts like he's going to do the people's elbow, but then he gets taken out by Bronson Reed. Uh, Do you guys like that? No. No. I'll I'll, I'll, I, they did, but uh, again, I mean, I've uh, said my piece on this WWE audience already. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just say this. Montez Ford was absolutely the best baby face in this match. Not hard when the other two, mm-hmm. Rollins mm-hmm. and Gargano, are huge freaking nerds. <laughs> but <laughs> I I would like to see less DX and rock imitations moving Yeah, forward. he did a lot of the crouch chops. I didn't like ma- that at all. Ma- yeah, ma- ma- agree. Ma- ma- do your own stuff. Man, mm-hmm. yep. do your own stuff. I think, he, I think he, with like a move, it's fine once in a while like this. But yeah, yeah the crotch but, chops but, but, too much. But, but it, it felt like desperation. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Mm. He, he, doesn't crotch- have, he doesn't have anything else to go to, so he just has to mimic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, at least, I, I think he's had a big step up, and this is nerdy, but a big step up in his gear from the Street Profits run. He looks more like maybe a big-time guy, and obviously he's so, been bulking up, too. You're not the mm. only person who said that. I read that somewhere in a review. Is it the Saguna guy in a review? I, I, I somebody somebody definitely noted that whether it was on Twitter or, or a review I read that they said that like they actually like he he looked he just had a he just looked better visually because the street profits gear isn't great. I can't remember where I saw this, but somebody also talking about like how they kind of gave him a brief singles run as kind of a test. They likened it to to Bret Hart's '89 singles run it was to get Robert. him to get him yeah, yes you're right yeah. yeah to get him ready for 91 92 if maybe they're finally going to prime him for a big run the only thing was is because he wrestled seth like in the fall on raw i didn't think that he showed a ton there like i was i remember being kind of disappointed in that match but here you clearly saw the remnants of a remnants isn't a good shit but you, you saw the embers i guess of a guy who should be Pushed. I still, I, I'm not saying Montez Ford is bad, like, you know, because I've always kind of been like, let's pump the brakes, let's pump the brakes, because I don't want them to split up the street profits, 
and then he really has pushed stalls, and then he's not doing jack shit. I don't think that's good. Like, I think he's got to, when they do push him as a single, he has to have a path to, like, the U.S. Mm-hmm. or IC title. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. people are going to give up on him. But you saw lots of potential in this match. Yeah. With Montez Ford. Yeah. So he, he went for that people's elbow, gets taken out by Bronson Reed. Uh, Theory then comes in, he lifts Reed into a fireman's carry. Crowd pop that he could get him up like that, even though he's a heel. You know, impressive feat of strength. But Reed then power slams him. Uh, you get Gargano up on Reed's shoulders, and Rollins hits a flying clothesline for like uh, basically the doomsday device. Gargano, who was up on his shoulders, brings Reed mm. over with a reverse Rana. And I didn't was like ugly, that. Was ugly looking. I didn't yeah. like that. I, I didn't yeah. like that actually. Like there's it's some like slow mo- that's slow motion. Cool. It's just, yeah. it's too contrived. Again, yeah. that's what I would say with Gar- like Gargano. He's got a lot of ideas in the head, but. He didn't execute here real well. Um, Leave some of that shit on the cutting room floor, man. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. I mean, that could have been on Bronson too, not being able to yeah. get over, or like that was as safe as he could do it. I, I just think it's a hard spot to do. Like you know, it's got a degree of difficulty, and mm-hmm. it's a mid card match with people just aren't going to remember. It's not where it's really just not worth doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Justin. That's probably more on Bronson Reed the way that that. Yeah, the I way it so. played out. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that was uh, uh, Reed was covered by Montez then for a near fall. Uh, Ford then flied to the outside, but gets dropped by Priest. He then climbs, Montez Ford climbs to the top of a chamber. Uh, and then the chamber itself, actually, he hangs from the roof and does a splash off the top. Huge pop from the crowd. Uh, basically like he pulled himself all the way to the top, kind of swished himself around and then let go and fell on everybody. Uh, it looked cool on the replay. Ford ends up eliminating Bronson Reed with a frog splash after he Rollins and a Gargano triple teamed him with super kicks, a curb stomp from Rollins as well. And, uh, a nice way to protect Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the better eliminations in the match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't like um, all of them. Rollins and Johnny Gargano have this moment atop one of the pods where they're like sitting there and they like look at each other and like, oh, how are you doing there? And then uh, they begin fighting each other. Soon I, I was I was watching with my kid and and he he looked at me. He's like, Dad, what are they doing? I was like, I, I don't know, bud, just getting a breather. And then Seth starts slapping Gargano. Yeah. Like, Dad, why did he do this? But I don't know, man. I, I I don't I just don't know what's going on at this point. <laughs> the lore. Just say the lore. The lore, son. So Rollins, teach you in black and gold. <laughs> yes. Uh Rollins picked up Gargano for a power bomb off the top of the pod. Johnny reversed it into a hurricane rana, sending Seth off the top to a pile of men below. Of course, Gargano fell off the top too, right Damien. on his face. Damien completely missed him. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy looking spot, though. That mm-hmm. was good. good. Uh, um, but he has and to then get a priest. Pin off of it. Yeah. Well, it was to the outside, Kyle. It's the, the outside. Come on. Then why do it? <laughs> Fair. I don't know, man. What the fuck happened to Johnny Gargano, man? I was going crazy for this guy in 2018. Yeah, this guy sticks. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, well, like priest priest eliminated <laughs> right after this. Yeah, and that uh, was a razor's flat, edge, and that was a flat yeah. fucking finish if I've ever seen one too. Like he like did all these moves that he just like walked in. It's like all right, well you're out. Yeah, he had a bunch <laughs> of super kicks. Gargano yeah. did. He's hitting all these super kicks, and then priest walks up. Boom, razor's edge. Johnny's Gar- out. Gargano must have had tickets to the early showing of Ant Man. He had he had to get out of there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, then priest priest hits a bunch of kicks to Rollins. Um, he dodges a pedigree attempt from Seth. Priest chases Ford up top. Rollins comes in, grabs him from behind, and Ford hits the blockbuster off the top on Priest for the pinfall. That was a, a great looking uh, blockbuster because it almost yes. looked like he overshot it, but he kind of held on enough to not endanger uh, Priest, but still to make it look effective. I, I really liked that one. Yeah. Uh, then you get Ford and Rollins exchanging shots. Ford kicks him out of the ring. Then he takes out Theory on the other side with a flip dive. Same to Rollins. Uh, then, let's see. Uh, Ford hits a rock bottom. or a, Yeah, yeah, he hit a rock bottom, right? Yeah, he hits a rock bottom on Theory. Uh, comes off top with a frog splash, but Theory gets his knees up to dodge it. Uh, Ford then takes a curb stomp from Rollins while he's laying across the bottom rope. So basically... He came off the top with the frog splash. Knees are up. He goes over the bottom rope. Seth's on the outside. He comes in. Curb stomp on Montez from the outside. uh, And then Theory covers and eliminates Montez Ford. So at this point... Which the crowd wasn't happy about. No, they were not. And you know what the problem with Theory is? They need to be very careful about this moving forward. Like, really careful. They're going for these cheap heat things for him, but it's the wrong kind of heat. Like they think it's gonna be like, ooh, and the crowd's gonna be so pissed that Austin Theory was the guy that pinned Montez Ford in a cheap fashion. But the crowd's kind of like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're not like, oh, I hope he gets his just due afterwards. They're like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. So Rollins comes in. He hits a Liger bomb on Theory for a two count. Um, then they do this spot where they, they're acting like Montez Ford is injured. The refs are checking on him. It allows the door to the cage to open, See, uh, I, which I, wait, it has just, to open. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's going to open anyways. Why, why make Montez Ford look like such a puss taking one finisher? Yeah. Like that's going to knock him out. Taking the curb stomp on the, um, on a mat. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. The mat, the obvious black mat on the outside. Uh, the medical personnel are then coming down. Ford is carried out of the ring to Montez Chance. Uh, Rollins goes for a curb stomp, but Theory dodges it. Rollins does hit a pedigree, and he sets up the curb stomp again, but then Logan Paul comes out, and he hits Rollins with the buckshot lariat. Uh, Paul then hits the curb stomp on Rollins as well. Then Theory hits A-Town down and pins Rollins to end the match, retaining the U.S. title, which was the right call if he's working Cena, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I like Logan Paul better than Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, I can't disagree, unfortunately. It's sad that's a eye. tough call. Yeah, I, I'm going to test out these admin features I have here, Ryan. I'm going to see if this works here <laughs> oh, real boy. quick. I could torpedo the whole Uh-oh. show. But... Let's go off the air. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, never oh, mind. That won't work. <laughs> You're trying to link the tweet. Okay. No, I, I thought it was just going to show it. Or oh, I can like put that. it. I know how to put it up here. Hold on. Yeah, I just I just think I just think this is such a good thing. 
<laughs> oh, I can't see it from my side. Otherwise, I'd put I'd it's share a video. The I don't. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know. I can't do it right now, but yeah, that would be funny. Damn, there's gotta be a way. Yeah, the tape machines one. Okay, let me see if I can yeah. load that. I can't do it because every time I try to copy the tweet, it like just wants it was me doing to show weird it things on the screen too. I don't know. I could, I could play it. I don't know if people will be able to hear it though. Or I could just play it. Now is this, it from the show? Is it WWE no. footage or something else? No, it's it's not. It's. I'm trying to like type in the URL that you have there quick so I can load it. But there's a ton of numbers. Uh, okay, so that was a finish though. While I'm doing this, Oops. any other thoughts? Oops. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Carry on. Nope. Oh. I can't. Yeah, I don't think I can get this up right now. Oh well, I will edit that part out of the show. Sorry. Oh, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm trying to, Here, I'm trying hold, to hold see on. what it is. Here, hold on. I'm gonna I should have had you copy and paste this into the host chat. That would have been faster, probably. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> damn it. Hold on. Oh, it's it's the Eddie Kingston it's thing, the right? Kingston, yeah. I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. Yes, that's what it is. It's just so funny the way he says it. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to share it right now. Hold on. Let's see if it comes through. <laughs> Bear with us, people. Yes. All right. This is this should so, share the audio. It's gonna be so worth it. I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. <laughs> there you go. It was worth it. it that has it. to be a sh- that has to be a show soundbite. We've got to save that, oh, man. man. Like when there's a bad <laughs> we just need like, our own little soundboard to play that. <laughs> People have to like see the look on Kingston's face. Disgusting. Oh man, that is so I good. Look at that wrestling I do. I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. (laughs) Oh, man. He's so disgusted by it. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Uh, And on that note, that was Elimination Chamber. A B minus show is some fun stuff. Also some bad stuff. Yeah. Real grab bag from the World Wrestling Federation, but that's what you uh, get these days. That was great. Boys, this was fun. Yeah, it this was. conversation was great. Not not yeah, so yeah, much fun. elimination chamber. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyways, everybody, uh join the Facebook group. Get more of this kind of nonsense every day. Yeah. Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion Facebook.com. Join the Patreon page, over 100 bonus podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to SE Scoops, of course, on YouTube as well. Thanks to Blue Wire for sponsoring the pod. And we will be back probably later this week to do a little more talking on the wild world of professional wrestling. And I just can't wait to the next Bray Wyatt match where we can fucking use that clip. (laughs) Dude. It's going to be so good. Yes. I'm just going to have it like queued yeah. up in the background always. 
Like, yeah. and it was uh, Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley here at WrestleMania 39. Kyle Ross, your thoughts on that match? I look at that wrestling and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, man. That's amazing. Uh, Hold on, hold on. I have one more question. Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston, what do you think of Natty? What do you think of Natty? Does Eddie Kingston have any thoughts on Natty Neidhart being the linchpin of these women's elimination chamber matches? Eddie, any thoughts on that? On her, on her wrestling? Yes, I, 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 yes. Does Eddie Kingston have any thoughts on Natty's wrestling? Is that coming through? I don't think it's sharing the audio. God damn it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, we damn lost it. it. Uh, no, Eddie. Come back to us, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie, come on, man. <laughs> yes. Oh. Eddie, any thoughts on Natty? I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. <laughs> I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I could just keep going on. Eddie, what do you think yeah. of lore in professional wrestling? Yes. <laughs> uh, God bless him. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless Eddie Kingston. God bless America. <laughs> yes. God bless Russell War 91. The next time all three of us will be on the show. I am, right. I am about I am about to head to Florida here in uh, a little over twenty four hours. Yeah, you're going to be like fit and tan when you get back. I wouldn't or go that tan. far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Going golfing to get... with DeSantis? No, I might try to get in a fight. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll break oh, up my God. nine. I'll break up my oh, nine no. iron. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I think of Ron DeSantis? By the way, <laughs> do it up. <laughs> I do not like it. I oh. do not like it. Well, I I heard that uh, Ron DeSantis. The next thing he's going to ban is the is the teaching of the Greek Olympics. You know why? Because he looks why? back at the Greek Olympics. Then I look at that wrestling and I don't like it. <laughs> Naked wrestling can't be taught. Can't can't talk about oh, that. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Uh, right. it's just, I'm sweating over here. I'm sweating. <laughs> just this kick, the look on Kingston's face is so incredible. <laughs> I got to thank Tape Machine for bringing us that clip. Oh, man. Yes. Oh. Let's get him on the show. Yes. Someone at least send him like the last 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. This is fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Topropenation at gmail.com. Crying in the chat. <laughs> I am too. Oh man. All right, guys. This is a lot of fun. I'll talk to you. Again. <laughs> talk to you again real soon. We'll definitely be talking about some wrestling we do like when we get to Wrestle War '91 right next week. All right. All right. Everyone have a great week. Take care. See you next time. Peace.